Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to your weekly astrological weather. This is your place to get practical guidance for not only just navigating, but also thriving through the cosmic tides of today. Anne, thank you so much for being with us here, our uh, weather woman, our astrological weather woman. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Amanda Poole-Walsh. I'm the founder of Astrology Hub, and we're here with predictive astrologer Anne Ortley. So Anne, on a scale of one to 10, in terms of intensity, what do we have this week? You know you love these numbers, Amanda. I'm going to go for a 50. Oh my God. I like to go past the lines, right? You know, so, and I have my little, my little black and white cat here who's in Aries with the Scorpio moon. There he goes. He just, he always, he always shows up when we're about to go deep diving, right? Mm, so, thanks, Remo. Yeah. Say so, thank you, Remo, because he holds the space, right? Yeah. So yeah. he's my little Aries with the Scorpio moon. And he's leaving as he should because Mars is stopping this week. And um, that always has us have an energy buildup and anger buildup. I know we're talking to them on astrology podcast and telling them about how intense this week's going to be. Do you have anything I should say to them? See, he always pets me or when a client is here and they're upset, he pets them and he goes, is what she's saying making you upset? Oh, wow. <laughs> and yeah. I go, am I making you upset? And, and Remo, Remo's like, yeah, you are. You know, everybody's a little anxious. Everybody's a little nervous. So, yeah. So that's the, that's the Mars. He's the Aries. It's double ruled by Mars. right? So, mm. And he has Mars in Gemini. So he pats me with his little paw when um, people might be a little intense. So we're going to have an intense week. Mars is stopping. Uh, and of course, we know he entered his shadow on July 25th. And then he went forward and he stopped on September 9th. And now he's been going retrograde. And he goes direct this weekend uh, as he stops again. And we also have Jupiter and Pluto meeting up for the third time this weekend. And we also have a new moon this weekend. And we also have Mercury back in Scorpio this weekend. And so we're going to be very, and the new moon's in Scorpio this weekend. And so we're going to be very intense. And so the solution to all of this is doing your Saturn. Because Saturn, you know, and Jupiter and Pluto are meeting at the same place that Saturn and Pluto met um, in January. So we're also going to see Jupiter's lots of Pluto's death. So we're going to see lots of death with the coronavirus. And of course, we see Europe all locking down. And we know we've got spikes uh, here in the States. And Mars is backwards, arguing, mad, Aries fighting, going back to 15, going back to July 25th and stopping and Jupiter and Pluto are meeting there, stopping, you know, so this is the cocktail party, last week's analogy, breaking up, oops, forgot to let my phone off the hook, let me take it off, um, sorry about that, I usually remember to hang it up, but, um, remember we had the cocktail party where Saturn going out to the car and he's warming it up, and Jupiter's kind of running around saying goodbye, so this week he hugs, he hugs Pluto goodbye, and he says to Pluto, I'll see you in 13 years, Bye. I'll send you postcards. And Mercury has left already. He left the party. He was the waiter. And Mars is carrying the stuff. It was a catered party. Mars is carrying the stuff to the truck and loading the plates in the China Inn. And then he's going to drive off too. And then it's going to be Pluto sitting in the house thinking about the party. And Pluto gets left alone. Now, you and I talked a little before the show about the intensity. And I said, you know, remember Amanda, the United States, Pluto is 27. Pluto's only at 22. We still have two more years, three more years of a Pluto transit ahead of us. So even though Saturn has restructured things and he and Jupiter are heading off into Aquarius, the new vision, the new idea, the new way of looking at things, Pluto is still playing around with our Pluto. You know, and we know every 250 years, if we know our history, there's major changes in the structure of countries, the Roman Empire, you know, Portugal, China, Egypt, the British Empire, the sun never set on it. So we still got two, two more years of this transformational energy where all of us, all of us citizens, regardless of what our position is, have an opportunity to say, 
what our vision is for our country. And the way we do that is by doing our Saturn and doing our work and being responsible and saying, okay, this is what my job is. So my Saturn in Scorpio says, this is your, this is your job astrology wise. Your Saturn in Leo goes, I'm creating a space where everybody can come in and learn their heart's path and connect into their soul and, and what their, what their higher vision is. Cause remember wherever your son is in Leo, whatever your house, your son is, that's your work. I'm a Virgo. My work is to serve. The sun rules my seventh house. I'm supposed to serve other people because Leo rules my seventh house. So you look at your sun natally, what sign it's in, and you look at what house Leo rules. And remember if like in my case, Leo, my, my descendant is 15 Leo. So I have some in the sixth house, my work. And then I have some in the seventh, my clients, my people, the public. So I know my son's in the seventh. I'm supposed to serve the public through my work. And then my, we go to Saturn to see the work. My work is Scorpio is astrology. And when I was younger, it was accounting systems. Scorpio rules accounting. It was keeping track of kidnap and ransom clients when I worked for AIG. So if you told somebody you had kidnap and ransom insurance in the 70s when they were kidnapping people, kidnapping executives, the policy was considered null and void. So it was very secret who knew that, who knew who had the insurance, right? Um, I had uh, political risk insurance. Like if you have a, a country and you built something and the government takes it over, you know, the insurance company would pay you in a coup, right? So, and then I did accounting software. Um, so I, and then I worked with a lot of therapists doing their, I had a whole big practice of therapists helping them with their computers. So I've done Saturn and Scorpio my whole life. Your Saturn by sign and placement is your work in the world. Your sun is how you're supposed to shine. And the Leo house is where you're supposed to shine. So in times like this, when everybody is very stressed and anxious or nervous or, you know, what's going to happen or living with distrust or feeling afraid, it's time to kind of delve into those areas of your chart. Because if you do your sun, you're doing your path in this life. If you look for your Leo house and you do, and it might be the sixth house. So you're supposed to clean your closets out when you're nervous, you know, you're going to find, or you're supposed to walk the dogs or, you know, help your neighbor walk the dog. It, you know, it, it's, it, you look for the sun, look for this house that Leo rules and then look at your Saturn and put them together and do that. And it'll make you feel very grounded because that's what it's about. But we do know that the story is, you know, you and I had talked, when are we going to know what's going on with the election? And I said, not until the 13th. So we've got a whole bunch of Mars retrograde, Jupiter and Pluto getting ready to meet, Pallas Athena, the justice system. You know, Athena's in there, Pluto, Jupiter meets Athena, Pluto meets Athena, They're, Athena's in Capricorn. She's going to look at the justice. She's going to say, this is what I, how I rule or what I think. And we all think what we think. That's good. We all have our paths. We're all incarnated here right now on earth to do our work. And that is what Saturn says. So what's your work? We've been talking about this since last January. What's your work? And then I've been... Saturn, Plutoing your structures. I have blown up your structures. I have transformed your structures. I have changed your structures. How do you feel about that? And everybody goes, oh, I don't feel so good. I'm like, all right, you're in charge of your structures. What's real for you? What's, what is your Saturn? Where is your Pluto? How do these two guys dance together in your chart? In my case, they're a quintile. I love working with Saturn and Pluto. I think it's great. I see clients when they're going through Pluto transits, they don't come to see an astrologer when they're happy. I mean, some of them do, but most times people come to see an astrologer when they're going through uh, tough times. That's why you and I are doing this. We're going through tough times, you know? And you're like, Ann. I'm like, yeah, Amanda, that's every week. And here we are, right? So yeah, so we're all good. We know we're all gonna live through it. And we all have to ground ourselves and really, you know, focus with all this energy co coalescing over the weekend. It's very big. <clears throat> and so, Anne, would you say we're at the, the like pinnacle of the energy of this year right now? Mm -hmm. like we're at that culminating moment. Yes. Yeah. doesn't mean it's not going to be bad, but we're going to really see, you know, cause Jupiter Pluto is big death. Jupiter's lots of Pluto's death, big, big death. Jupiter's lots of Pluto is 
passions, intensity, obsession, everybody's going to be a little crazy. Yeah. You know, one of the things I've been noticing or just witnessing is that what's happening is making people feel unsafe and that they're not protected in some way. Now, for some people, they've just got a reinforcement of feeling protected. For other people, they've just got a reinforcement of feeling unprotected. And then I think there's a bunch of other people that kind of either way don't feel protected. And so, so what you're talking about with Saturn is, and doing our Saturn is a way for us to find security in a different place, right? In a place outside of the- In our our place. Hmm. It's not, it's not outside. It's our own security, right? Yeah. It's internal. Hmm. Security is never external. What this year has taught all of us is- the external world is not necessarily safe. Hmm. How have we coped with it, right? So yes, you, you can't look externally. There is no external. I mean, there is technically, but really the internal security. Remember, Saturn rules security. Yeah. He rules your skin. He rules your bones. He rules your structures, your teeth. He is your physical reality. He's got that ring around him. He holds you, right? Think of Saturn, that image of Saturn. He's got a little ring around you and holds you. So that's why you do your Saturn, because then you're standing in your own authority. It's not external. Now, if you're a little kid, your parents are your authority, Hmm. right? But as a grown-up, you provide the structure for your children, and you provide the structure for your family. You're doing your Saturn by doing your Leo, your love, your home, your flowers, your hair, your, you know, you have a mane, you know, the love you bring, right? That is your work in the world. You bring love to the world. That's your Saturn. And love to your children. You know, we were talking about that earlier. You know, how do we help the children? You know, because parents going through this, you know, they're very aware of what their children, their children are watching. Yes. They watch us. And they watch how we do and they know when we're upset. So I was talking to one of my students today and she was having, she'd had a hard week and she has a daughter um, and, and the daughter reached over and petted her the other day. Right? And she was upset about, she just kind of petted her mother. And so I pulled up the daughter's chart and I put it in Amy's chart and, and Bennett lands in her sixth house of the dog. I said, that's why she pets you. You know, like you're her little puppy and she pets you when you're upset. And Amy laughed and she went, yeah, she said, and, and I think I'm going to go crawl in her bed right now because I want her to pet my head. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's understanding that, you know, we have to kind of pet ourselves and play with ourselves. And, you know, that moment when you're, you're just kind of like ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. And then it shifts. That's where we are right now. This is like a giant, orgasm in the universe think of it that (laughs) and those of you that are parents with children have to figure out how to explain that (laughs) or just pet yourself you know how do you comfort yourself how do you what do you do that makes you comfortable right i throw out things i have saturn and scorpio i go around and throw out stuff scoop the litter box you know what what makes your chart feel you know comfortable i don't really need to eat the food i just like to cook the food Right. You know, it's, yeah. Okay. So finding a hard week. Yeah. Finding. No, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but yeah, go. No, no, no. That's okay. But so we're we're basically finding the places that we feel the most nurtured. You're saying look to your nurtured, safe, grounded, all those things that we can do to to create an environment for ourselves like that. Um. Okay. And and remember, the moon gives us emotional security. The sun is where we're supposed to go and do our work. You know, that's where we're supposed to shine. So if you're feeling emotionally insecure, go do stuff to soothe your moon. But really the way to make this, this feel a little bit more comfortable, especially with Mars stopping, is to do the vision of what you're here to do, which is your sun. You're here to do your sun. We all are. And what house does he rule? What houses are ruled by Leo? Because that's where you're supposed to shine in the world. And just go do that. Don't worry about everybody else. Just do your mm-hmm. thing. Obviously, take care of your kids and feed them. But um, it really that is really where we find the security. 
you know, and also a lot of times people get like, ah, check into how do I feel grounded now in this moment? Am I okay? These are very anxiety producing plants. People are going to be feeling really anxious. And so what do you do with anxiety? You breathe, you check and you say, okay, I'm here in my body. I'm okay. You know, what else, what else, you know, it's a nice day in New York. It's, I got food. I got a cat. I got a cup of coffee. What do I need in this moment? Are you okay? Mm-hmm. And if you ground it to the moment, then you're really grounding the Saturn. And that helps a lot because when we do the forward or we do the backward, or we do like, how are you now? And you might find you're depressed. Yeah. Well, these are, these are depressing planets transforming everything big. And if you don't trust, that's okay. Saturn is in the sign of uh, Capricorn saying, well, what's real? What do you trust? What is your reality? Go back to your natal Saturn. What's your reality? And that's where we find what our purpose is and our work in the world. And we also find what is our sound structure for us. So it's big. So what about the new moon? What what's You said it's in... Scorpio. In Scorpio at 23. He's goddamn 23 degrees, right? Wow. <laughs> so the new moon happens on uh, Sunday at 7 in the morning, at 12.07 a.m. East Coast time. So for you guys, it'll be Saturday night. It's at 23 Scorpio. Uh, and it is, of course, sextile to Saturn at 27, Athena at 23, Jupiter at 23, and Pluto at 22. It's a closing sextile. You know, the sun is coming in to meet them in Capricorn time. So closing sextiles from the sun and moon's perspective to those planets and Scorpio's in the third house and Scorpio third house is balance. So we're, you know, we're hearing dead people voted, right? Moon and Scorpio. Um, how many, what are we doing with that? How are we working with it? Right? So the new moon, the new moon wants us to look at things in a new way and understand things and, and figure out what's really going on to the best that we can. And that's the key is, you know, because there's all this flying around Mars energy and all this flying around Jupiter and Saturn energy and Pluto energy and power dynamics and structures. What's the structure? What's the structure you can do in your life? Because you can't control that other stuff. Can't control the virus. Can't control anything. We have no control. It's an illusion. I mean, we have control, but we don't have control. You know what I mean? But we like to think we have control. <laughs> it's a huge maturation moment. I mean, when, when you're talking about any, it, the places where we've put our power, our safety, our um, feeling of well-being outside of ourselves, it's, it's like those things just getting pulled away. And, and the question, where can you find that really, really? And that to me, it's like this Saturn maturation, like, like this big grow up moment. Put on your big girl, big boy pants. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Big girl, big boy pants. That's, that's what we're being asked to do. So if people want to do some sort of um, ritual or ceremony for this particular new moon, what kind of things would we be focused on? Well, I think what you want to look at, remember, Scorpio is when everything dies in the Northern Hemisphere, a little different for our Southern friends in the Southern in Australia and stuff. But, um, you, you know, it's when the, when the killing frost happens, right? So what it does for the vegetables is it makes them a little sweeter. You know, I get the CSA, I get I have a CSA I get on Tuesdays. And they love when the killing frost because it stops the growth, but the vegetables then build up their sweetness, right? The root vegetables, not necessarily the, the fruit and stuff like that. But it is a time for us to recognize that there's an ending. Scorpio is an ending and a, and a new beginning. You know, we plant the bulbs, we plant the garlic for next year. We plant the tulip bulbs for next year. We watch the leaves fall off the trees. We go, okay, the season's ending. And uh, now what? We're going into the holidays. We're going into Christmas. We're going into that new direction for what we're, what we're trying to do. And it is, it is a lot of ending energy. You know, we, we forget these planets are in winter signs, right? And Neptune's in the the heat of winter. He's in Pisces, you know, right before the spring comes and Saturn, the Capricorn planets are in December, January. 
time and the Aquarius in the Northern Hemisphere, guys, reverse it if you're in the South. And then Jupiter and Saturn are going into Aquarius, which is the February timeframe, you know, to start a new vision of how we're going to be. So we all start a new vision on December 20th, 21st, when they meet up for the first time in 800 years in air. And they say, what's your vision for your future? Because that old life, not here. You have the memories, you have the, you have the hope, you have the vision of what you want, and you have to think about what your hope is and what your, what your vision is. And back 800 years ago, go read on the Magna Carta, where they talked about, and it took them a while. It didn't happen right away. And then 800 years from now, that's where we are. This is where we are. And we're getting a new vision for what we want to be or where we want to go. And what is our vision for who and what is important? Now, we, we can't control our world, but we can control our own home. And that's the space. Now, obviously, some people are facing eviction. That's the space. Like, okay, so if the, you know, like the people that got burned out or in California and Oregon and Washington, the people that got flooded by the hurricanes in the South, their spaces, but they, they come up and they go, I'm going to rebuild. What are they going to rebuild? I was talking to somebody and she just bought a house. We were talking because she has five kids that, you know, what's the, you know, most of them are out of the house, but two are still there, but they're going to come home. So where is she going to create her own space? Where is she going to create communal space for the kids in the new house? Because she's moving from the big house to the next level. Most of the kids have left the nest, right? And, and that's really what we're doing is we're envisioning our new nest to, to what it looks like what we want it to be. And the old, the other goal, of course, Aquarius is all about working for the greater good of the community. So if you're unhappy, go, go to work. Go do the work for your community to support the things you believe in. Mm. You know, I saw, um, I think it was Charlemagne the God talking and he said, yeah, you know, I just kind of assume they're going to do stuff. He said, but now I'm going to be on their ass. Excuse my French. I'm going to make sure they do it. I'm going to follow up with them. I'm going to keep track of them. I'm going to say, this is what I want. So that's the other part. It's we all have a voice in our own lives and how we do things. And so it's holding our own voice. Look to your Mercury to see what he wants to say. But really the work is our Saturn. And, you know, one of the things we have learned is that the structures that we thought were so stable really are um, not as real as we thought. I have a, a picture on my wall over there um, uh, from Brian Andrews, and it's uh, he's a sculptor. I have a couple of his sculptures up here by my desk, and he has this thing, you know, I held on so tightly because I, I had the illusion of control, and then I found out I wasn't really in control. You know, I was, I was here. And one of the things I've been doing, Amanda, I've been, there's a guy, I'm on the board of the Jung Foundation here in New York. And one of the guys on the board said, you want to come to my class? And I kind of was like, really? Well, you know. And Widener, I always learn to say yes to things when I get invitations. So I went, well, it was Paleolithic clave, cave drawings, things that were drawn on the wall 25,000 years ago by people who lived in caves, including an altar with a bear skull on it. And he took us on these tour of all these caves that he had been in, in his, in the course of his life, he's a retired physician and he's a Jungian and he's a Jungian, he's not an analyst, but he's, you know, like a Jungian fan kind of guy. Um, and they were all these, you know, talking about the, and showing the animals and there were lions and rhinoceroses in Europe. Who knew? I didn't know that, but it was like 25,000 years ago, people were in caves drawing their lives. And here we are 25,000 years later, we're drawing our own life. What is it the light? What is the life you want to draw for yourself? And a lot of people with the Saturn Pluto have said, you know, it's okay, but I realize I'm missing this part. I didn't do this part. Well, now's the time. Or I, you know, it was okay and it was good, but I know that that chapter's finished. All right, I'm going to wrap that up and I don't know where I'm going, but I know that gave me this. And so now I want to go somewhere else. Right. And, and we just have to be so kind to ourselves. And so kind to, um, so kind, that would help. It would just help to be kind to ourselves, kind to other people, mm -hmm. and think about, you know, what, what, how would you like to be treated? Mm -hmm. Would you like that happening to you? 
you know, and, and if the answer is no, then you probably shouldn't be doing it. You know, it's kindergarten rules, you know, you shouldn't be doing it to somebody else. Yeah. You know, I've been thinking about the, the, the huge divide in our country and in the world. I don't think it's just here. It's all, and over, all over. All over. Mm-hmm. And, and how, how big at this moment it would be to, let's, let's say there's people in your life who are celebrating the, mm-hmm. I don't know, result. You, with the astrology. I live in New York. We had, I mean, I was in my kitchen and the horn started honking and people started cheering. And I went and looked at the clock. Cause I'm yeah. like, they must've just made the, they just must put them over the top. And yeah. I, and then, and then there were parties all over the city. Yes. Exactly. So, so, was crazy. And then there's, there's the other, whatever percent that's feeling. Really- have, uh, almost 50%, 75 million, 70 million. Right. But how about, how about whatever, wherever you fall, actually asking the question. I mean, I know this is way out there, maybe not this week, but but it might actually make you feel better. So if you're on the side that's feeling not good right now, asking someone that you know that's like happy and say, why does this feel good for you right now? Like, why are you feeling more hopeful as a result of this? Yeah. And on the other side, you know, what, what fears does this bring up for you? Like, why is this so scary for you? And, and again, with genuine curiosity, if you can find it, if you can do that. Because then you could start to thread and understand a little bit more the, per, the different perspectives on all the sides. And then, you know, the people that are the, the, that other group that I talked about, that's like, either way, it's we're, <laughs> we're not doing so hot. Um, why do you feel that way? You know, what, what's the most important thing to you? What are you actually valuing? What, you know, what matters most to you in this whole entire thing? And really maybe just asking that question to ourselves right now. You know, what matters the most to us and how can we do what we can in our own worlds to bring more of that, whatever that is. So, exactly. yeah. And what, but what you described too is, is it sounds like a very internal time. Like it sounds like a very internal, like the whole entire process is basically you with you. Yeah. Well, think about when you're done with the party, right. And you're going home and you're riding in the car or everybody leaves and you're, you know, you sit down with a cup of tea and you're kind of in a quiet space. It's not the bustle and the hustle and the crazy. It's the quiet space after the experience, after the wedding, after the orgasm, after you quit your job and you had your last day and you said goodbye and they had a party and you're going home on the bus or you're driving home. After you packed up the last bag and you're getting ready to move. After. It's the after time. The new time starts in December. So this is the after time. And it is busy, you know, you're moving, so you got to pack a bunch of stuff, but you just close the house up. You just swept it out. Someone else is buying it. You're leaving it. You're, you're closing a chapter. It's closing a chapter and opening a new chapter. And you're in charge of your chart. You're in charge of the chapters of your life. You're in charge. You're not necessarily in charge of the events, but back to our stimulus and response, you're in charge of how you respond to them. And the thing with this, when, you know, when I, somebody had posted, they were questioning the age that I say to you when you say, well, how old are you right now? And you go, I'm five or I'm 10. You immediately, when you do that, each planet has a degree, a little circle with a degree like the oven temperature. And that's the age, the year, and then you take the minutes with the little mark after them that looks like an apostrophe, that you divide those by five, and that gives you months. So if you're six and 35 minutes, you're six and seven months old. So when I go, I'm six, you're talking to that, that planet is talking right then, and it has an opinion. Now, the reason astrologers, when we look at orbs, we pay attention to things under 10 degrees is because the stuff that happens to you when you're under 10 and you don't have control and the world is really out of control because your parents are in charge and the school is in charge and you're just this little person trying to navigate it. Those events are big because those are your, um, uh, those are your, those are your ages. That's when you become conscious of the planet and you have an experience that brings that planet to you. So our job with this is to say, okay, how am I, to do that planet, because now I'm back being six years old. What was I like when I was six? What was going on for me when I was six? What was that story about? And now how do I understand it now that I'm 30, 40, 50, 60? 
how does that little six-year-old inside of me who is still there, you know, we talk about inner child work and all that crap, that's still in there. It didn't go away. She didn't get older. She's still six. And when you're under stress, that one pops up. And so working with those fears, you know, like, and then going, well, what happened when I was six? Well, that was when my parents got divorced. I'm feeling like there's this big divorce going on in my country. Well, we all know divorces happen. And then afterwards, there's another time. We all know that's when I moved. We moved and my grand, we left my grandparents and we went to live in the big city. I had a new school and I had new, I lost all my friends and I lost my dog. And all right, you're repeating that now. My dog just died. I'm like, I know, because the dog's dying now to remind you when your dog died then. I'm sorry, this is astrology. It's like a big circle. But love the dog. The dog loved you. You love the dog. It's okay. You know, like honor yourself. Honor yourself where you are in this space of this little vulnerable human being. We've been going through this for 25,000 years. I'm watching cave paintings and you know, rites of initiation and shamans with penises. I'm like, there's a shaman with a penis. We still have penis stories. We got Jeffrey Tubin last week playing with and Rudy Giuliani in the Borat. I mean, it's still penises, you know? I'm like, like nothing's changed in 25,000 years, for God's sake. But I'm like, all right, it's the human condition. What are we going to do? I, You know, we're here. You got to make the best of it. What do you love? Who do you love? Why do you love them? Go play with them. Don't play with the mean people that you don't like. You know, just play with the people you like. I've heard a lot of people mourning um, friendships and family Mm -hmm. um, uh, divides and being so surprised that people that they knew or thought they knew see things a certain way. And, you know, there's there's a lot of mourning happening for people in their personal lives around um, our differences. Mm -hmm. Saturn is reality. There's the reality and I'm also remembering when I think, oh, maybe it was, maybe it was Rick on the cosmic connection, or maybe it was you. I can't remember, but we were talking about um, the common ground that we do have, which is usually way more significant than the places where we disagree. Right. Mm -hmm. And right now we're all focused on these like myopic issues. Maybe not my, I mean, they're, they're big issues. They're big issues. They're they're important. We're very focused on the the handful of things that we're focused on, mm-hmm. but there's a whole other spectrum of being a human that that we sh- we share a lot in common in those places. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just a really interesting time, and and I love what you're emphasizing here about uh, being gentle with ourselves and being compassionate and allowing that that quiet time to reflect on the things that you're having to let go of and the things that you're grieving in the process and the parts of you that are still young. I mean, I love what, so, so basically just to summarize what you said about the age is Mm -hmm. that anybody, I mean, any planet in your chart that's 10 degrees or under all of them, all of, all of the planets that are 10 degrees tell you the age you meet them. So mine, I have Pluto at 25, right? So I met Pluto at 25. Right, but but pay, Saturn at six, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're saying pay particular. There's two, a couple things. There's one, uh, pay particular attention to any of the planets that you have that are under ten degrees, because that's your inner child kind of makeup right there. Right. Then you said, uh, for all planets, we can find out their age by looking at the degree. Mm-hmm. taking the minutes if we want to get this specific, right? Mm-hmm. Taking the minutes and dividing it by five which tells you how many months. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that eight, there's eight, 60 minutes in a degree. Yeah. So right. 60 so, divided by five as well. So yes. we're basically saying there's only 29 to 30 degree. There's only 29 degrees. And then you start again, then you start again. So then it's cycling around. So, so you're going to meet that same mm-hmm. planet and that same energy in a cyclical way throughout your life, mm-hmm. which is what you were just saying about astrology being circular. Mm. Or yeah, your, dog, your dog's gonna die if your dog died when you're six you're gonna lose a dog when you're 36 and you're gonna lose a dog when you're 66 and or maybe something maybe you other feel as something you feel as intimately connected to as your dog it might not specifically be a dog but and if you, you have a planet at zero so when i taught this one time i was teaching a venus workshop and the guy goes well, my venus is zero and he's a little older so i said so who'd you meet when you were 30 he goes i met my wife 
big smile. And I said, who'd you meet when you were 60? He goes, my granddaughter. <laughs> and I was like, there you go. You, two Venuses came into your life, right? So zero counts too. And of course we do them every day. You know, the moon goes through every two and a half days, goes through all 30 signs, all 30 degrees. The sun goes through it every 30 days. You know, Saturn takes two and a half years to go. Jupiter goes through it in a year. So every year they get reenacted. But then every 30 years you get them again. So I was, you know, this was a big time for me when I was four to six. You know, it's big in my chart. I've got a lot of planets in there. And then it gets kind of boring after 67. So that's next year. But I'm not going to worry about that now. I'm still working with the 66. But 66 is when my Saturn activated. You know, hmm. my dad, when my dad went into practice, we changed. I went out of public school into Catholic. We moved. Um, I, you know, my whole reality changed. My whole structure of my life changed. So I'm looking at this and going, I'm six again, hmm. you know, but I'm 66 looking at it. And the structure in that case was led by my parents because they, he finished medical school and he went into private practice. Right? So or he finished his re he finished his residency and he went into practice because I was born as he was graduating from medical school. So yeah, but well, yeah, you go back and look at your earlier lives if you understand that the chart repeats itself over and over and over again. You know, so sometimes people come in for a reading and I'll go well, but and they go well, I worked on that, and I'm like I know, but you get to work on it again. And they're like I don't want to, and I'm like I know, but you have to. So that's the, you know, it's our charts are our stories and they, they keep telling them they're kind of our universal story in this lifetime. When you finish this incarnation, you can go and request a new chart. Next time I'm asking for a Taurus moon, I've got, a, you know, I've got, a, I want to be a Leo sun, Taurus moon, but not in a square. Um, you know, like I, I've got my plan, you know, I'm stuck. I'm tired of this Virgo Pisces stuff. You know, I'm ready for a new chart. You know, I want to be a Leo next lifetime. Oh my gosh, it's so great. But it, you know, it's, it's, that's not what I am this lifetime. This time I'm a Virgo. So mm -hmm. I, have to, I have to work. I have to serve. I'm good with it. Well, and, but that's also you doing that, you doing your chart to the best of your ability. And I like to think of it as we, we can graduate into a new energy. We can graduate and, and start working on a different. We can, we can. Um, we progress, we ripen through time. When I do a reading with someone and I say, you know, you've ripened into this and they go, I have. It's like, it's good. I'm going to ripen into Sagittarius in a couple of years and I'm like ready for it, you know, because I have a great Jupiter. But, uh, you know, right now I'm in Scorpio. I'm on my progress. I don't have a bad Mars, but I'm, I'm like, all right, I'm. Okay, like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm working. I'm working hard. I am. I'm working hard. You know. So, yeah, yeah you just honor your chart. Hmm. So, well, and when we when we cycle around to the energies again, we're meeting them at a different point, and mm -hmm. we're meeting them. Hopefully, we've learned through the first one, and so we're meeting it at a different place. Just like when you talk about the three transits, mm -hmm. the, the third, the first time it happens, you understand what the story is going to be. The second time, you have a chance to redo it, and the third time, you're integrating and moving on so yeah. hopefully that's how we navigate through life and with astrology as the guide it's it makes it more obvious what you're working on yeah so that you can reach new levels of quote-unquote mastery or ripening as you go throughout your chart your your life yeah, yeah. okay Anne. so we have a, a 50 week on a scale of one to ten <laughs> <laughs> now it might be you're watching other people have it you know, right. so you might not be in it, but you're watching other people go through it. And you have to honor that that isn't, there's an intensity out there that's really wild right now. Right. Well, and, and what you're saying about the ages also helps us look at other people and have a little more compassion because when you look at an adult and you're like, wow, you're acting like a child. It's like, well, <laughs> they, they actually are in that moment. That's what's activated in them. Okay. If they have a seven-year-old Mars. They're acting like a seven-year-old. Right. You know, I have Mercury square Mars. My Mercury square my Mars is seven. When my Mercury Mars gets going, you've seen it, Amanda. You kind of you kind of do that little face with me like, Anne, stop now. <laughs> and I'm like, my Mercury wants to say things, Amanda. <laughs> and you're like, Anne, it's it's a it's an audience. We have to be nice to our audience. And I'm like, <laughs> and I go, all right, I can I can do this in grown-up terms. I can. I can play like a grown-up. <laughs> I, love but I got a lot of planets in that little four, five, six, you know? Mm. So, yeah. 
Oh, it's adorable. Sometimes, sometimes it's adorable. <laughs> All right, so Mars. You know what that is, Amanda? Is you like children because you have Saturn and Leo. <laughs> I do. I do. So you so like it when that little childish side comes I, out. I, and you so go, now and <laughs> now and 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 just be good. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! Okay, so we have Mars stopping this mm. week. Yeah, we have Jupiter and Pluto meeting mm. this week. The solution for things that are coming up for you, which could be anxiety, could be that feeling of, of being unprotected or unsafe or unsure, or uh, the things feeling chaos, whatever. The, the solution or the antidote, the medicine for that is to do your Saturn. If you don't know what your Saturn is, you can do our Saturn workshop. Still. <laughs> and, and did a workshop. Still out there, right? It is astrologyhub.com slash Saturn. And you can do a deep dive and this would be a great week to do that. Or okay. you Google Saturn on the internet and look at what your Saturn likes to do. By, and remember, do nice Saturn. Like if they're like, oh my God, it's like, say, yeah, I know. You know, it's. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Take do, it with a grain of salt. Do the positive versions of it. Don't freak out when it goes, you know, you're going to have to deal with liars your whole life because you have Saturn yeah. and Gemini. You know, that was the story of your childhood. It doesn't mean you have to do it now. Right. So, yeah. mm-hmm. Okay. So I like the, these questions. If you are feeling anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, am I okay in this moment? Am I okay in this moment? So if you're like having trouble sleeping, which I know a lot of people are just in the middle of the night, it's like, am I okay in this moment and bringing yourself back to right now? Mm-hmm. Um, up and getting yourself a cup of warm water, a cup of warm milk, going and peeing, reading a prayer, you know, mm-hmm. like, what did you do in a little, you were a little kid and you woke up with a nightmare. Mm-hmm. You yelled for your mom or you, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a ghost in my room. My sister had this closet in her room and she was convinced there were things and there may have been, she was convinced there were things in there. So when my mother put her to bed or she had a nightmare, my mother had to open the closet and it was like the, the way to the attic, you know, it was like a thing. She had to open it and say, see, there's nothing in there. And then she'd close it back up again. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, you gotta, when you have the nightmares, what did you do when you were a little kid? Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but yes. No, that's, that's I forgot really- about the not sleeping, but that's true. Yes. Yeah. I've also been doing a lot of breath work in the night. This just, there's all these different kinds of breathing techniques that you can do and you can get, find guided ones online, but just being with your breath, it's, it's amazing how it can really downshift the nervous system mm-hmm. into a more peaceful, calm place. Um, okay. We are, Okay, what's really we going on? We also have the sun in Scorpio aspecting Neptune, uh, Pluto, Jupiter, and next week, Saturn. So the sun's in a sextile, which is a working aspect that lets us make mud or lets us create something, which we didn't cover. Mercury, of course, is going back into Scorpio, which he does on uh, November 10th. And he starts telling, he's still in his retrograde shadow, so he's still telling secrets. Venus is arguing with uh, the planets. She's arguing with Mars, who she normally gets along with. She's um, arguing with Chiron, who she normally, you know, helps helps feel better. She's arguing with Neptune, which is the disturbances in the sleep. She's uh, squaring Pluto, which means she's having fights. She's squaring Jupiter, which means she's having fights. She's squaring Athena, which means she's having fights. So Venus is not happy this week, even though she's in one of her favorite signs. Wow. And Mars state, well, like I said, it's a 50. Mars stations to go direct on the 13th, but he's back to July 25th. So now all the stuff you worked on from July 25th till September 9th, you're going to work on part three, starting the 13th. And then uh, Jupiter and Pluto meet up for the third time, and they meet up on the 12th. And then uh, Jupiter hits Athena. So there's a strategy there on the 12th. And Pluto hits Athena on the 12th. There's a strategy there. So there's a lot of being strategic about how you want to approach things. And Athena is having a huge argument with Eris, the goddess of discord. So it's a lot. Wow. So I just did the big, big, that's why I said 50, but I wanted to include the other guys. Well, yeah, because the the big players are having huge aspects. And then these are all of the personal planets and the asteroids, everybody having something happening okay and i want when you you know when we were talking about fighting with family and friends and stuff i just want you to think back have they ever not been like that right 
they've been like that their whole life. You've, you've known about this, but right now you're at your last nerve with them. So you don't have to end the relationship with them, but you do have to change it. So it doesn't mean you have to dump them. You just have to go, you know, no, I don't want to. And then, you know, you don't have to fight with them now. You just kind of exit from it, you know, and give it a week, give it two weeks. Hmm. But right now, if you go in, you're going to be in the mood to, because yeah. everybody's got this energy and it's very hard, very hard to control. Yeah. So you want to kind of just be, okay, can I, I'll get back to you next week. I'm a little overwhelmed right now. Okay. Um, so but they have- weren't like that. They've been like that your whole life. <laughs> Right. But now you see them differently. It's okay. It's good. Right. Well, and this goes back again to the choices we're making to engage. So seeing the reality and then making choices of how we want to engage. So this is happening in our personal life too. Everywhere. Yeah. Okay. So this new moon is on basically Saturday night. After all this crap hits the fan all weekend. Yes. Uh huh. (laughs) And, and, and the vision you gave for the new moon of that, that quiet moment after the event is really helpful. So maybe carving out some space for yourself to do that either Saturday night or Sunday morning, where it's just that time with yourself to reflect on everything that's happened, reflect on how, what values have emerged for you as the most important, and then start visioning in what, where you want to go next. Okay, we have the, the, the new vision actually starting, you're saying like the new life, new world starting in December. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're in that in-between phase right now. Everything's packed and the moving van's taken it. Yeah. The house. It's not at the new house yet. You got to drive to get to the new house. You get there in December. Okay. All right. Kindness is a quality that we could focus on this week. Kindness to self, kindness to the people in our lives, kindness to the children in our lives. Um, Kindness. Do do a little little fun activity and check out the age of your planets and reflect on what was happening for you at that age that they are and how that might be cycling for you right now. We have Mercury that is going to be coming out of the retrograde shadow this week. So there's probably still more secrets and things to be revealed until that point, and maybe even beyond that point, right? Um, and then we have we're visiting, we're revisiting what were the major themes for us July 25th through September 9th. This is part three of working those things out. So whatever that storyline was for you. Remember, Mars was with with the COVID planets, the COVID clump in in March. And then he's had three squares to them. So he's had square one, square two, he finishes this week. And then square three is now till the end of January. Okay. But square three is usually like, all right, I know what I'm going to do now. Right. Like you have a plan or you at least have a, you know, is this something that can be changed? Yes. If it's, this this is a really good time for that serenity prayer. You know, I, the wisdom to know the difference, can it be changed? Then change it. If not, then accept it and figure out which you can do. And sometimes you can change this part, but you can't change that part. People are who they are. And if anything, they get more of who they are as they get older. So you have to, um, you know, they've always been like this. So you're, you're changing. So, or you're looking at them in a different way. You're shifting your dynamic of how you see them. And in that capacity from there, what do you want to do with them? And, and to Rick's point, I don't think it was me that said it. I think it was Rick. The, the places of connection are bigger than the places of separation. Yeah. That you know, common that's, ground. that's the key. The, the, yeah. where, where do we connect? Yeah, it's easy to separate. It's easy to get mad. But how do you find that place of connection? Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. And that, you know, uniting, you know, the United yeah. States. We are united in this country. So... Well, how are we united? Where do we, where do we meet up and agree on things? What do we think is important? Right. And if you look at the, the, the world and think that that's impossible, like that won't ever happen, then it's starting in your own world. Where can you make that sort of connection with people in your own world? And I always think, God, if I can't work this out in my own life, like how would I ever have hope for it happening at the world leadership stage or anything, you know, mm-hmm. if I can't even do it, why, why would I expect them to? 
So. Well, the Dalai Lama, I went to a lecture, he was here in New York and he said, okay, so you say you want world peace? Go talk to the person you're not talking to. <laughs> yes. that's, that's how it starts. Right. <laughs> and everybody in the room went, Ooh. <laughs> well, I want, I, and I don't know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a older, but there's a Simon and Garfunkel song where they played Silent Night, Holy Night. And in the background, they had a news report, fights in Israel, the war, the dead, you know, and it was playing all this news of war and danger and whatever, as they're playing Silent Night, Holy Night. And it's, you know, and of course, that was in the 60s, when Simon and Garfunkel were out, 60s, 70s, and it, you know, it's still like that. So, you know, we're kind of messy. <laughs> we're messy people. And, you know, it's not, we're not perfect. We're, you know, but where, where's the, where's the connection? Where's the, where's the space where you can connect in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's reminding me too of the Saturn song that we've been talking and about. I love that show. Saturn song. Yes. And it's, you know, one of the lines is um, how rare and beautiful it is that we even exist mm-hmm. and focusing on that. And then I love the part where it's um, Saturn, um, saying essentially through the lyrics of the song the universe was made just to be seen by your eyes mm-hmm. and i mean it's focusing to what my point is focusing on those things that we can be grateful for focusing on the things that are um you know here that we can celebrate and be grateful for in this moment even with everything happening okay if we can find gratitude in times like these then um you know, we're in a good spot. All forward motion begins with gratitude. Mm-hmm. So if we want to get, go somewhere different, we need to start with what we can be grateful for now. Right. So. All right, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, we hope that this has been a bright spot in your week and that the guidance will continue to help you throughout your week and beyond. Thank you so much for tuning into this broadcast today. Thank you for being a part of our community. And thank you, Anne for all of your guidance and your wisdom. And thanks to all of you for making astrology a part of your life. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye guys. Have a good week. Remember 12, 13 is really hard, but you get through it. It's a transit. It's temporary. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Hey, astrology lovers. It's that time of year. We're getting ready for our sixth annual free forecast event featuring a panel of 13 top astrologers and focusing on what's coming our way in 2021. You'll get answers to key questions like, what are the big themes of 2021? How can you proactively work with the key transits coming next year? What's the grand conjunction and why have astrologers been talking about it for ages? And the question that's on everybody's mind, is it over yet? Join me and these 13 amazing astrologers for this free, dynamic, and informative event December 10th and 11th and get the information you need to ride the waves of 2021 with grace. Go to astrologyhub.com slash 2021. Again, that's astrologyhub.com slash 2021. Can't wait to see you on the inside.